There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy. From the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome to The Woke Man series, the greatest case study on earth, 100 conscious men giving us their stories of their conscious journey. I'm here with my brother, Hemi Chase. My man, how are you? What is up, brother? I'm great, man. It's, it's good to have you here. I'm sure people have been waiting for this episode because they've seen your, your photo come through on the, on the woke man's <laughs> social media and they, 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 they're probably swiping through right now and then they just go, wait, 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 who was that? <laughs> the warrior. Who the, was that? Yeah, the warrior, man. It, it, and you are, you are. And, and, and not only that, like I think I, you said this in the, before we just got started chatting, you were like, you know, I've been working on the physical, the physical was first, but now you're working on the other parts of your body that need um attending Mm. to you know you can have a fine you've got a fine physical specimen and now you're working on that fine mental emotional and spiritual specimen Mm, absolutely man um and that was my entry that was my entry was through the physical was through my body was through working out was was through sports Mm. and then seeing how that ties into the mental and then seeing how that ties into emotional and yeah, man, just trying to chisel those, trying to get <laughs> chisel the interlabs and jacked. Yeah, yeah, man, that's wicked, brother. Well, let's get started, man. We're going to go with the quick fire first question. Where did you grow up? Where do you live now? Sweet. So I grew up in New Zealand, the North Island of New Zealand, um, the eastern, uh, eastern, more well, eastern Bay of Plenty. That's where we are. Mm. We grew up and. Um, is that Nati Pro yeah. there? Yeah, the, yeah, a little bit east. Yeah, a little bit more east. Where we're not that far east. Okay. Yeah, Nati Pro. Yeah, is it the Cuzzies? Cuzzies yeah, up the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I lived lived there until I was thirteen. Thirteen, lucky number. Mm. And then moved into moved straight to Perth, Western Australia. Um, now I've been living here for 12 years, mm. 12 years now. Wicked man. How, how old are you now? 27. Wow. 27. Mm-hmm. Awesome brother. And, and what are you doing for a living? Uh, personal trainer. As we can so see. Personal trainer. 
Yeah, <laughs> my personal trainer. Um, but then I also have a few other side hustles as well. What are they? Um, so one of them is topless waiting. Ah, okay. Wicked. I do topless waiting so Wicked. I can uh, I can <laughs> I can play the character I call Cruise. Cruise. Um, is yeah, that is Cruise, that like the Cruise alter is... ego or what is that? Yeah, is well, it? one of the characters, one of the characters, and Cruise mm. is like my inner feminine. Wow. Like my inner feminine, I get to dance, I get to flirt, I get to boogie, um, I get to chat, I get to mingle, I get to be expressive in that sense. Um, but I really love dance and I really love moving. And um, this helps me express that, express Cruz. Um, <laughs> Cruz also has values and morals as well that, um, that still align with um, our overall um our overall purpose mm, interesting bro uh, that's fucking awesome so so that's like you sort of like it gives you that creative expression that part of you absolutely man and that part of me exactly right because there's so many different parts to me wow. that want to express itself and um that's one of the characters i get to use and it's <laughs> awesome man i love that man that's so fucking awesome <laughs> it's evolved as well so it started off you know just um Make some extra money, not have you know, not go out on the weekend, yeah, um, and then build my confidence. Yeah, it was it was a step to step into my confidence and and see if I could do this and 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 yeah, it was good. And now it's like my expression. I, I enjoy it. I love it. I want to get out and dance. I want to dress up and and then and then boogie and then do a cheeky lap dance here and there. Mm, that's interesting. Um, but did, did you say would you say you had less confidence, uh, like? going into that because it seems like you need a certain level of confidence to be a topless waiter in the first place, right? Did it grow mm, your confidence? Yeah. Big time, man. Big time. Did you ever struggle <laughs> with confidence before you started that or not really? Yep. Absolutely. Shit. And, and, and confidence has, diff has levels to it. Mm. Tell me and about that. I still can, I can still grow my confidence. So as I started to, um, as I started to grow and explore and challenge myself, my confidence started to grow mm. with it. And, and there's certain areas that I would say that frightened me. Mm. And if I stepped into those areas that frightened me, then I'm going to raise a, a, a few, um, few key areas in me and confidence being one of them. Mm. Wow, man. Um, so yeah, brother. That's awesome, man. So on the next note, what's one thing you're really good at? Is it dancing? Yeah, <laughs> dancing. Um, I suppose. I, I suppose connecting with people in a sense, mm. and being able to connect on different levels. Wow. Okay. So like really good and emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a big feeler. Yeah. In a good way, not in a bad way, <laughs> not in a dodgy way. <laughs> The old dodgy feeler. <laughs> the dodgy feeler. Like, that's funny. Yeah, man. That's a good skill. I mean, that's probably what you do need too for your work, right? Like for work, yeah, building absolutely. the gauging the energy, building the rapport mm. and um influence and impact requires yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and a big thing that's sort of um um come up for me recently is to communicate, to be able to communicate to different levels of uh different types of people. 
Um, you know, you might have the, you might have a message, you might have an answer, mm. but you have to shape, you have to shape it in a different way that is receivable by the person that you're talking to. Or, mm. Yeah, man. Interesting, bro. So, what's, um, what's one thing that, or what's your biggest fear right now? Uh, biggest fear, man. Oh man. Like, um, it'll have to be like fully, fully, fully letting go, like, a mm. like a fully letting go of all that. I think that I know that I am. Mm. And I had a massive, uh, I had a massive, um, experience on the a uh, couple of weeks ago where we went deeper it was it was we had plant medicine oh wow which one mushrooms oh nice, nice. beautiful mushrooms yeah oh. man and i had to build a big um i had to heal a lot of um my relationships around mushroom because i had an incident that caused trauma and i had trauma um that that was related to mushrooms and i had to heal that uh, and I had a massive uh, experience a couple of weeks ago and ego death. Wow. Fuck. Who am I? Who am I? Who the hell am I? <laughs> and it was just like, man, I, I'm no one. I, I, I'm not even hear me. I'm not even. And yeah, it was Whoa, to lose bro. anything that you think that you knew. That was scary, man. It was scary. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Oh, fuck I feel it, like bro. you've been. I feel like you've been in this situation I, by the way that you're responding, man. Yeah, I know where you're at, man. And you must have had a pretty strong <laughs> dose, did you? Yeah, brother. Four four grams. Yeah. Um, enough and, to enough to sort of like knock off time. Did it sort of like drop time away? Yeah, times time always gets dropped off, even on the small doses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's intimidating, eh? Oh, it's scary. Yeah, fear. So what was your fear? So what sort of that you you took a takeaway out of that is saying that there is a part of you that's still clawing on to like being like being seen, is it? Is like or there's a part of you that is holding up a mask still. Yeah, man. There was it was it was both of those. It was me still having attachment to identities. So the 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 attachment side of things was the biggest takeaway for me is I'm attaching um and when i was in that state it was i choose to be hemi mm. i choose fuck yes i chose i chose this i chose it all not you are this and you are only this no you've just chose this you've chose this personality you've chose this character yeah. you've chose this traits you've chose all of these and then it come down to everything was a decision because i was like man will Whoa. i come out of this different Wow. Will I come out of this the same? And it was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. You just choose whoever you want to be. Oh, man. Um, I, got goosebumps. man. I got goosebumps when you said that. Like, you do. You choose it. And it's like, it almost like it takes it to the next level of going, I accept this. You know, oh, big time. There's nothing wrong with this. I accept this. It's now, it's like, now I've got the privilege to do something with it. What the fuck am mm. I going to do? I've, it's almost like I've got a social responsibility to do something with this vessel because I'm capable, I'm able, I'm willing. I've got the mm. attitude. Mm. And now it's like we're stepping, you're stepping into it, eh? Yeah, man. Uh, a thing that come up was radical acceptance, radical acceptance. 
And because I was going for a lot of fear and going, what if I come out of this like a quiet person? What if I come out of that person? Yeah. You know, the quiet ones. And then everyone will go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I, and I had to really drop into a state and, and fully accept that if I come out of this different and weird, weird perceived from others, yeah. then I fully accept who I am. Mm. And you know what? I choose to love who I am no matter what I come out of this experience. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then, bro, and then things started being happy and positive again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all dark and gloom. You get caught in it, and you And it's just infinite. It's forever. You're stuck in that forever. Oh, dude. And because time, time disappears. And then, um, yeah, once I started accepting like radical acceptance of whoever i you know whoever i am Fuck. um and self-love then things started being all positive and stuff wow brother <laughs> fucking oh, brother. awesome man fucking awesome. so that's yeah that that was a big fear fear of mine is fear of lose or letting fully go and i feel like i haven't fully let go that was a taster that mm. was a, a, an eye opener mm. um so yeah man that'll probably have to be one of my um one of my biggest fears dude i feel you man i think that's a very common fear and uh, I, I resonate with you i like it's like the death of those who know you is really what it is it's the identity that's attached to the old environment um and mm. you know what's one thing that's consistent in time that's changed bro you know we will never be as young as we are right now because now even saying it i'm older my one of more cells of debt and more cells are dead and more cells are dead and so we go through this evolution of change it's only natural Mm. to just accept that and that's Mm. that's the hard part is i'm with you on this bro it's like man in in one year i hope i'm unrecognizable in the sense of my own personal growth and the (laughs) transformation i hope i really do but that easy park no man that is not easy (laughs) And so anyone listening to this right now, like we're both here saying like, yes, it is challenging, but yes, there is joy in it. There is, there really is, but it's not easy, but nothing good comes from comfort. Would you agree? Big time, brother. Yeah, man. I think you preach that fucking way more than I would ever preach that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. A big thing that I want to add on about identity as well is that I preach that with, um, clients who want to get a different shaped body they want to improve the will improve or just change the structure of their body the shape um you have to become a different person because the person that you are right now mm. is is the cause of your body so you know you have to change your identity in order to change your your physical appearance fuck yeah man that's um, and comfort yeah brother comfort zones is is I have a saying, constant comfort kills growth, but I've just restructured and said constant comfort kills potential growth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And comfort is good. Like comfort is good for recovery, but constant comfort kills potential growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Uh, is that, is that, that the next question is what's your favorite quote? Would that be one of your favorite or have you got another one on top of that? <laughs> Man, it, it, it'll have to be um, the identity one. Um, it's by it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And he says, you can't expect to change your personal reality with the same personality. Fuck, bro. Say that again. Say that again. That's fucking so you, good. <laughs> you can't expect to change your personal reality 
with the same personality. Mm. Meaning the personality has got to change in order to change your reality. Your reality, man. Yeah, exactly. That is so good. (laughs) Change your identity. are Are you reading his books at the moment? Oh man, I was listening to his. I was listening to his audio book, um, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself." Yeah, yeah, it's all about shifting identity. Man, so good. So he's fucking awesome, man. The shit that he does, eh? Oh, bro, yeah, <laughs> I love so it. I love him. Um, what's a conscious man to you, my man? Conscious man, conscious man. Um, it'll have to just be. A brother that's that's aware, that's um, that's um, yeah, aware, aware of of, of themselves, aware of others, and just have a, I suppose like an observant observer, being the observer, mm. being the observer, being aware. Whereas a lot of say, for example, an unconscious. Uh, uh, on cunt, <laughs> the unconscious, <laughs> the unconscious guy who doesn't aware. And <laughs> we're gonna call it that now. If anyone that's that's unconscious, that's not woke. Yeah, we call you unconscious. <laughs> but um, to to um, yeah, to put things in perspective, you know, woke means awake, um, mm. seeing. Sleep means can't see or unaware. Mm. So for me, as as uh, a conscious would be, you know, woke woke men. This this podcast segment um, is is being aware and being able to observe. Yeah, man, the observer, the observer, wicked brother. What's one thing that challenges you right now? Um, one thing that challenges me right now. Man, I think I think just stepping into my truth even more, mm. and and it just has a different level. So just really dropping in. Mm. Um, How does that look? F- How does that look like when you say it to more? Like, what would more look like? Is that like on Instagram more in saying different things? Yeah, man. Yeah, like like just fully embodying it, fully fully um, being that everywhere I am. Um, and then the the critic mind pops up, and it, it it might be right, maybe wrong, and say that you know you just got to be careful on how you communicate because you might um, confuse people. So, say for example, me catching up with my conscious brothers, we can go deep and talk about all sorts of stuff. But then me catching up in um, in my work environment, I have to communicate at a different level that is receivable by the people in this vicinity. Um, mm. And then sometimes it might I might use that my ego might use that as a no no you are this like you're you're the personal trainer guy you only just focus on the physical body. And um, mm. for me to truly truly step into my truth is go no I am an awe. Mm. Um, and yeah, man. So just fully, fully stepping in. Well, I don't really worry too much about what others think about me because that's where my fear was. Yeah. And that's where, what used to challenge me the most is like showing up and, and worrying about what others think about me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you sort it's, of get over it. Eh? You sort of go, 
Yeah, man. And the biggest one, I think the biggest challenge for me is to get myself to 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 agree and to drop in. Like, this is us now. Hear me. <laughs> this is us now. Yeah. Hear me. Um, hear me. June, oh, what, what's the date today? Hear me. The 27th of May. Yeah. This is us. This is us. You know, mm-hmm. let's 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 be this. And because, you know, we're we're gradually evolving and it's like my true self is up here and my other self, lower self or self old that self. is not yet. Yeah. yeah old self. Um, it's sort of gradually going up and, and that that's the guy that's resisting the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, it all relates back to the identity and the fear as well. Yeah. I get you on that, man. I get you. I think we've got the same experiences on that. I think what happened for me anyway, it was like you, you have, you meet a couple, like you say, conscious brothers that, ex, that are basically allow you to be you. And like, mm-hmm. for instance, like you, you and I could talk so much fucking whack shit right now. No, no doubt. Like we can talk about mm-hmm. as deep, we can go as deep as we want and as big as we want and still be able to have a normal conversation too. And mm. I think we distance ourselves from the normal conversations to the wacky conversations, say they're two separate things, but really a conscious man can make them work together. And that's the hardest part is waking, making them work together because you've still got to talk about one thing and the old group are like, bro, you don't talk. That's, that's, we never used yeah, to, man. We, we didn't talk like that. We don't talk like that, bro, in here. Big time, big time. And bringing them together, man, like I said, what's been popping up with me lately is to communicating it. Mm. to be able to communicating and using different languages that is receivable by the person yeah. listening. So that's where your you rapport know, kicks in, eh? Like your emotional intelligence kicks in. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, being able to navigate it. So you might be saying words, but there's a deeper underlying messages that's, that's greater than what, uh, you know, the perceived words and this stuff might be landing, but it might be landing subconsciously. Um, so yeah, communicating, that message man yeah that conscious message i feel you brother Mm. i feel you well no matter what you talk about whatever you communicate man i'm I'm behind you just so you know yeah yeah. what what does unconditional love mean to you man (laughs) the word itself says it yeah there's no there's no conditions it's just love (laughs) it's pure it's it's um you know we try to fit box we try to box lovers and we try and put our own understanding and even that's a condition is an understanding we try to understand it and yeah. we only yeah we perceive certain things through shit that's happened whatever and when we try to understand love we're looking at it for a, a lens so me i feel like i don't fully um, no unconditional love, but then, you know, spirit and essence does is, is from pure love. So it's like Hemi doesn't know what pure love is, but essence and, and mm. Hemi spirit and spirit knows what unconditional love is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unconditional love to me is, man, the word says it, not having conditions and yeah, not saying you have to fit anything. in this box, that box, do this, do that. Yeah, it's, like, it's not earned. It's not, it's not, it's not it's earned. Not, that's perfect. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not earned. Love it doesn't is, need to it be just earned. is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel you, man. And last Absolutely, one on the quick fire. Bro. Do you believe in a greater power and what is that to you? Greater power? What do you mean by power? Like, um, you know, God, universe, spirit, 
like, do you believe mm. that there's something, a greater power orchestrating this, this universe? And, and, and what is that to you? Yeah, brother. I, um, I get what you're saying, but I want to reword it in a different way. Greater means something that is above you. Wow. Um, for me, I believe. And it is not so. I feel like I wanted to reword it because greater means totally. that you're less of it. I, I, have you got me? Yeah, brother. Yep. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, bro. Because you, you, you're the first person to pull that up, and it's so fucking true, man. It's so true. Yeah. Like there's yeah. people. You know, I mean, it's so true to me at least because. Yeah, there's, there's exactly, a, to me as well. Yeah, there's a, um, it's almost like a sense of God is above us, God is our leader, you know, mm. God is, we follow him, we obey him. But, you know, there's also a lot of writings that come out and say, we are God, you know, if you look at a quantum mm. level, that, you know, the particles that exist us. above us are in us, um, and it's all the different spiritual teachings. So that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate that. But you do Absolutely, like, but brother. yes, you do believe that there is something greater, at, or not greater at play, but like orchestrating around us. Oh, one hundred percent, man. God, and God has um has a preconceived idea as well through religions and stuff like that. Even what you were saying, he, he, like, is God even a, a he? Is yeah. God? Is did God... I say? Did I say he? Yeah, man. Wow, interesting. <laughs> hey, conditioned. It's, <laughs> it's funny because I've got a T-shirt. I was wearing it yesterday. It says "God is a, I saw God that, is a woman." <laughs> you need to wear it more. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but even as, as God a woman as well, like yeah. I believe that if if the infinite is both, is is when both combine to the one, it's it's the all. It's it's not man, not female, but something that transcends it. Yeah, dude. And, yeah, I wonder what it is. You know, absolutely, man. I'd like to, you know, that day, I, I think we'll know. And I think maybe even the plant medicines maybe connect us to that a little bit more. Big but um, we, we, uh, we'll know when we, when, we, when we cross over or whatever it is we go to, you know. Like, I, I, do, you, do you ever believe in psychics? Do you believe in psychics? Um, I haven't really been around psychics to experience them. Yeah. So... And, and yeah, I feel like there are a lot of people that are more in tune with. Yeah, you got to wonder where that information abilities. comes from. You know, like where are they tapping into? I've I've had too many experiences where I'm like, how would you know that? And 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 okay, and mm-hmm. things have come true, and I'm gone. Where does that come from? You know, where mm-hmm. does that come from? I read a book called Proof of Heaven, which is written by Eben Alexander, who was a neurosurgeon, and um, he's like an atheist dude. He was like, ah, fucking. God doesn't exist, and he was like, any near-death experience is because this, this, and this happens in the brain, and it's a product of the mm. brain. It's not a product of the of of God. And um, basically, he gets this rare pneumonia, and he's in a coma within 24 hours of having a headache, and he's got this fucking like pus coming out. They're, they're operating on his spinal cord, and there's green pus coming out, and he's gone for seven days. And basically, he comes back, writes a book on his experience of where he went. And now he's like mm. a full believer in 
um, the universe and God source. And, and source. And he goes to this mm. place. It's literally why I've got this butterfly tattoo on my knee, right? I've got a butterfly yeah, man, on that. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> because where he goes to and what he writes about, he says he goes to the core and it's like this beautiful fucking forest and like rolling hills, rivers, waterfalls. And he goes and sees this lady with a... Um, She's on like the back of beautiful lady, and she's on the back of a butterfly flying, and then he's mm. on the butterfly with her, and um, they don't talk like you and I are talking. They talk telepathically, and it was like yeah. instantly she was communicating with him, saying it's going to be okay. You see, this is the beauty that actually exists outside of where you are now. What you're doing is you're experiencing something as it's a necessary part of your journey. Just remember, you're loved, you're supported. We've got you. We're watching you, and it was like whoa and he comes out man and he's like left neurosurgery so he's, he's left his title as a neurosurgeon and he's written books and he goes around doing spiritual and religious teachings and whatever i don't know if he believes in god or whatever but uh sorry jesus or or christianity or catholicism but mm. the point is how can how can one man have an experience like that and fully go against his old beliefs and go fuck there is something different out there yeah, yeah, big one eighty turn. It's just like boom. All of our things that were so that were that were so significant becoming insignificant. And we get to must sixty. Be, we get must to... need to get rid of the pus in our necks, bro. <laughs> that might be the thing. Let's get the pus out of our necks. We've got too much pus in our necks. Now, this is another question I'm just gonna add on for people listening at, at, at um to this and they've seen your photo. How do we get abs like you? Man, um, well, three steps, three diet, steps. Diet's the main thing. Well, man, first first step, you got to have a reason why. Like, mm. why do you want abs? Why do you want abs? Mm. And if that reason is strong enough, if that reason why is strong enough, then the how would sort itself out, man. Mm. I had a reason. I was to get on stage and to compete. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there to get on stage and to compete. And, um, yeah, I don't have abs like that all year round. Just, okay. just to say. Okay. Yeah, just, is that, a fa- is that, that fasting clear. abs? Is that, is that fasting abs? <laughs> prep, comp prep abs. Yeah, I was okay. leading up to a comp. Yeah, okay. man. Um, so, yeah, have a reason why. And, and if that's the and do, reason. Do you, do you do fasted cardio every morning? Um, not every morning, man. Nah. Um, maybe a couple of couple of mornings. Okay. But um, and uh, I, I enjoy doing fasted cardio. But I took a coach. I had a coach help me uh, for this last comp, and there was no fasted cardio at all. Yeah, wow. it was just calorie comp. Yeah, it was just energy in versus energy out. And wow. Yeah, we did oh. it real old school. Wicked man, <laughs> that's cool. All right, now let's get into the real raw Cheers, questions. Brother. Sweet. First one: What did your life look like as unwork, and what's it look like now? Um, life unwoken, reactive, um, limited, restrictive, held back, repetitive cycles that kept popping up, same mm. cycles kept popping up, attracting the exact same stuff, scenarios, people, types of people, um, yeah, situations, um, limiting beliefs, um, mm. Man, yeah, all of that stuff. Almost like unresponsible for your vocabulary. Yeah, well, yeah, living living by default. Yeah. Um, 
words i don't have a big enough vocabulary to keep expressing but um you yeah, got, you got per- good, perfect perfect man that's good feel <laughs> that's what life was like for me yeah and, and and now is it more so by design more so yeah mm. big time more so it's more freeing there's mm. more overcoming limits there's more um less reacting Less yeah. reacting, not 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 none. Less yeah. reacting out of conditionings, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, fears and traumas, <clears throat> and more of a more of an urge, a pull, a wanting to um, step into the uncomfortable stuff um, and continue the growth journey. Yeah, yeah, wicked brother. That's a good journey, man. Yeah, man. What's what oh, was your right. what was your biggest vice in that in that unwoke period? You know that that unaware period. Um, biggest vice, I think it would be um, lack of self worth. Lack of self worth held me back. It 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 told me that I wasn't good enough. It told me that who am I to step out, or who are you like? coming from a different from a third person who are you to step out mm. you never knew this you never got taught this stuff your parents weren't like this you you know you weren't educated so yeah lack of self-worth was so like was, what did you, you back. so like um did you cling to did you like were you is that what kept you did you like resort back to your old environment was there anything that you used to sort of keep you limited and keep you small um it was it would have been the negative self talk for sure yeah. but then this is what happened this is what happened like i said i i um when i was unconscious i attracted certain scenarios situations right and then it just, you just get caught in a loop you get caught in a loop so my friends i would hang out with were that of say lower vibrations if if that makes sense or yeah. they matched um, where you yeah yeah they matched where i was at and that sort of kept me stuck there um and then you know that stuff that um that group led to drinking alcohol um and trying to use drugs as a as the artificial highs of life yeah wow interesting brother try to mm. interesting so what was um in that sort of period what emotion challenged you most i've got five that challenged that seemed to be the biggest challenges for men Anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Which one of those challenged you most? Um, possibly shame, man. Mm, what about? Yeah, shame. Shame within <laughs> within myself. So I think it was like a lot of worrying what other people thought about me. Yeah. So fear of judgment. Yeah. And And it was like... It was like I was trying to not do anything so I wouldn't get put in a position of being embarrassed or being put to shame. So I would prevent shame from even happening or, or opportunity from even happening. Mm. Um, mm. Interesting. Does so, that, yeah. Did you contribute those to something that happened in your past? That shame did and I contribute? fear? Do you, do you contribute that shame and fear to an experience that you had in the past? Like, did it come from anything? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Man, um, it would have come from a lot of the times at um, in New Zealand, we have a, we have a, a culture of, of um, sort of trying to, trying to be the tough guy or trying to, like, 
um, not step out. Yeah, not step out. So we would, we would, um, we would um, not try anything new. Yeah. So we didn't fail. And if someone tried something new, like the tall poppy syndrome, you'll go, oh man, who do you think you're trying to be? Yeah. And that's where the, a lot of that internal dialogue come from. Who do you think you're trying to be? And that sort of, Fuck. you know, ingrained into myself. And I started saying that to myself. So, yeah. There Fuck. wasn't one. You feeling this? Feeling it, dude. Fucking feeling it. Oh, my man. My man. Yeah. And, and have you found forgiveness for that? Was that through sort of that ceremony? Like the, oh, the, big the, time, the, the plant medicine ceremony, you would have. That's exactly what comes up, right? Yeah, man, big time, big time. There was, um, and it was that shame actually come from generational hurts as well, man. That's what mm. I sort of, um, um, because of that culture that. in New Zealand. Yep. Yeah. And um, and then also bloodline as well. It got passed down through our through our bloodline, our family, mm. and conditioning. So our our parents taught their parents, and that you know got passed down through conditioning and either through energy that has been stuck with the with the dna mm. with the body and i don't know i'm not a massive um scientist on that on that topic but um well, that's you... what i felt i'm a big feeler that's what i felt come down that's what i saw through uh, a deep experience that i had um yeah. on medicine and yeah man well I you're certainly so... you're certainly not the only one saying it that's for sure you know so that's oh, uh... you've got scientists and fucking and you know, spiritual teachers all saying the same stuff, bro. So it's got to come from somewhere, no, well, right? There, there it. It's got to be truth there to it. It's got to be truth to it. I must be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. And um, whose love did you crave most growing up, man? And who did you have to be to get it? Um, it would be my mother's, man. Mm. Yeah, because um, my, my father was. They were both struggling to love themselves, mm. but because my father was the the masculine and had to be the tough guy he couldn't really show the love um plus added to the fact that he couldn't really love himself mm. um whereas my mum sort of was the feminine she struggled to love herself but she found it as a like i think maybe all females who have kids get like the sense of duty to love their kids. So mm. she had love for us more than she could love herself. Mm. And um, so you were like, I just want that. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah. It was, it was from my mom and, and I had to, I had to, um, yeah, just. Did, did you ever want your dad's love? Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and he did show it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Did you ever have to do like, things to sort of try and get your dad's love? Um like would you do would you notice yourself changing to like sort of please your dad in certain ways? Yeah, man. Now now that I look back, now that I look back, man, it was like um doing doing the things that <laughs> that he liked to do. Yeah. Um, so playing rugby, man. I played. I started playing rugby. I had had a whole lot of fear against playing rugby, um, getting out and and tackling people. Um, but he really liked it. And he sort of go, yeah, go do it, go do it. So I played, and I started playing rugby for him, mm. and uh, and it was good. And I actually found that I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. It wasn't all bad. What what position were you playing growing up? 
then I, I played the whole back line. Um, but usually around centers. Yeah. The big center. sunny boo, eh? The Bye. big sunny boo. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked, man. Now, talk to me about some of the, like, one, one of the lowest points you've had in your life. Like, go back to a memory that you can think of where you were just, like, the low of the lows. And did suicide ever come up? Um, ooh, suicide hasn't really been a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, and um, it would just been it would have just been family violence were 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 low, mm-hmm. and it was it was weird because family violence created a, a feeling and an emotion, mm-hmm. and that emotion kept coming up every time there was a family violence. So it just felt like it was the exact same thing happening, the exact same moment because mm. the feelings and the energy was the same. Mm. It was like, it was like a sense of why me? Why my family? Why do I have to be living in this? Yeah. Um, why, you, why can't you be like my friends, parents who get along? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there wasn't no one low point. There were just a whole bunch of, um, yeah, family violence and, and yeah, man, and fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Were you ever like involved in them as you got older or were you, it did, it sort of stopped by that point? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, and then, and, you know, alcohol in the picture. Oh boy. Just mm. added fuel to the flames, man. As, as we started growing up and started getting older and started drinking and then started drinking with family and then the ego up and then the old trauma comes out. And then we start, you know, it's fucking <laughs> dangerous, eh? Fights. Man. Yeah, man. It's wild. Fucking, <clears throat> I'm joining you on that, man. It's, we had it's, like, it's, oh, man. it's trauma oh, and alcohol, eh? It's, yeah, it's such bro. a thing. It's trauma and alcohol. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've been sober, what, 18 months now, and I've got, I've got coming up on my 30th, I'm doing a, um, my first drink since then. I'm getting Yee-hoo! It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna be fucked up. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> One drink. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm actually looking oh, forward nice, to it, man. man. But it's 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 the you relationship. Yeah, because it's the oh. relationship you have with things. You know, like, mm. am I gonna sit there and be like, oh fuck, I need another one, I need another one? Nah, not at all, man. Yeah. I, I I like it's it's. I know what it is for me now. It's it's just a, a mm. moment. It's just like enjoying a drink, you know, uh, enjoying the moment. So yeah, I'm excited. Awesome, bro. Um, what do we got here? The, tell me about the moment of your a, a moment of awakening for you that sort of just like went. What's what's this? A moment of awakening. Where you started, you know, coming out and becoming more of a conscious man. Was there something that triggered that? Man, it was crazy. It was actually in Bali, man. It was in Bali, and um, I um, it was an idea. Yeah, it was on the last night. It was an idea it was from from my brother. I was like, "Yeah, man, sure, sure." I didn't know anything about it. We took like a gram each, and then went to go and get some more. Then I had another gram, and then half of his gram. Yeah. And then we went to a shop, and then we had some more. And then I went back to the shop and had some more. And I was like, "Oh, wait, this stuff actually takes time to to kick in." Whoa. And by that time, man, I was in the streets. So we were at the clubs, and then I was just like going, you know, just 
freaking out, man. I was like scattering, like things were changing rapidly. Like it was, yeah, cool. My senses are heightened. This music sounds amazing. Then like five seconds later, it's like, man, this is intense. The lights are trying to communicate with me and yeah, these people. And then it just went five seconds later and then five seconds later. And then I was just like, like I could barely stand. I was like, tugging on my brothers like we need to get out of here we need to get out of here. i'm gonna fucking lose it i'm just i'm just holding on so we just got back to the hotel before things started getting real real crazy man fuck man i had i had, I had like way too much like this is like like i reckon about seven to eight grams all up man jesus christ and so that that sort of how did that what did that trigger in you at that point Man, it showed me a whole bunch of stuff. It showed me like um, universe. It showed me breathing. It taught, showed me that breathing was um, was like life. It showed me that meditation was 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 amazing. And it brought up some anger. It brought up some rage. And I destroyed the whole hotel room. Man, I like I was jumping at the wall. And this is the warrior in me that was confused. Right, mm-hmm. he was trying to fight. And from a from a point that he was unaware of mm. and I was gripping the TVs off the wall and punching holes through the door and the police come in and I got tasered and I was fighting them and yeah. <laughs> and they got me, they got me, man. And then I sort of come to, cause I was coming in and out of consciousness. I was come, I was sort of wake up and like, where the fuck am I? Like in, in this body. And then I'll sort of just go back to sleep and I'll go like in this, like downloading so much information and seeing so many different insights and how things work. And, and then I'll sort of come back up and then I'll come up maybe in a, like a pure blissful state. And then I'll go back in then I'll come back up in like an anger rage, Mm. like pure rage, man. I I destroyed the whole hotel room, man. It was like $8,000 paid it. Pay the TV, the beds, the the shower, the all sorts, man. The, the door was down, man. I still got scars on my body from from everything. I got the taser shot on my back, man. Holy <laughs> it, shit! It was intense, bro. It was intense. And I told you, I had to heal my relationship with that medicine. And now we have an amazing relationship. And I was in. I went to lock up. I stayed the night. There was a rat running around, man. There was two other guys that were on the news sitting in there. And I found that when I went back to the hotel and sort of saw on Facebook that this guy was on news. I was like, wait, that's the guy I was next to. He's got a bit messed up eye, man. I'm thirsty. I'm still disorientated. I'm still going, what the hell just happened last night? And fuck, uh, I'm in Bali. I'm like, and we missed our flights. So the flights got, um, you know, we missed it. We, we, we stayed too long. Wow. And, Oh man, the family had to come over and then we had to get money together and it was a massive, massive deal, man. And and I was just like going, I just had this crazy experience. I'm messed up. I can barely walk. My arms are messed up. I've blood everywhere. My eyes fucking swollen and I'm in a jail cell and we're trying to get money and the Balinese police are going, trying to negotiate. I'm like, fuck. Holy fucking shit. Did they know you were on mushrooms? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. Oh, I mean, it's, it was probably legal back then too, but um, it's it's illegal oh, now man. here. But you know, they I think they don't use it. people use it too much as a fucking party drug and not like that. You know, like yeah, said, man. and didn't treat yeah, it as the medicine that it is. Yeah, man. Oh, wow, brother, that a, that's interesting, that man. <laughs> and did you go back to Perth, sort of just like 
thinking um, I got to make some sort of change, or did you have like see things differently? Or oh man, I just went inwards. I was like, man, I know what I've seen was real, and I felt it. And 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 there's more to life. And then I started researching. I started looking up mushrooms, and then started looking up what it was about, and 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 the different mm. ways of using it, and how it has a, an effect on the brain, and. And then I started getting more intrigued, and it, it, this sparked curiosity. So curiosity just, just kept going. And I, there, mm. there was that thing. It, there wasn't all just bad. It wasn't all just scars. It was there was some beautiful moments in it. Mm. And wow. yeah, man, I just kept kept being curious and still am. Good on you, brother. Wicked man. Sometimes you need those big slap in the face, though, eh? <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> And tell us about your journey since then, man. Have you, has healing been a part of that? And, and what, what healing has helped you most? Um, man, the biggest, the biggest healing that has helped me most was uh, self-love, like to, to love myself, to heal. But to heal that situation was forgiveness. Mm. Um, so I had to go back and, um, and forgive it. And I, um, I use another plant medicine to go back and to forgive um, what was that, that situation. Ayahuasca. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. Mm. wow. Nice. Um, so plant medicine's been probably the biggest one for you and, and, and almost like dialogue or self-inquiry journaling type stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Cool, man. And tell us about your friend group. How has that changed? Uh, has it changed with you on your journey? And, and how does it look now? Dramatically. Yeah, well. Man, it's changed dramatically. And I don't think I would, I would be this type of person if I had the exact same friend group, man. Like, yeah. it's just, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Mm, yeah. um, the, my friend groups would drink were, were comfort zone dwellers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, party unconscious behaviors reactions back backstabbing um back chatting mm. talking behind people's back um and now my friends man real um getting uncomfortable doing nice baths um mm. uh you know leaning into this comfort loving their their shadow self um and 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 not backstabbing, but telling you to your face in a loving way, mm. out wow. of love and That's out beautiful. of out of yeah, man. So how did you deal with that? Did you sort of have to just step out of it and make a change, or uh, like did you just stop spending more time with them? For me, it was a it was a gradual progress. It was I know I don't want to be here, but this is all I know, and then I sort of venture out on my own. And then feel alone, feel lost, feel confused, self-doubt, back to the same group. And this happened a couple of times before I found a new group. Mm. <laughs> so I was, I was sort of bouncing back and forth. I'll go alone. I haven't found my new group just yet. Um, I know I don't want to be with them, but then I ended up going back. So yeah, that's what happened. Fuck, <laughs> man. man. I, then, I feel that. And then, mm. and, and what were you going to say? And then I would meet sort of one person that was more open-minded, that, that sort of kind of hung around the group, kind of hung around the group, or would, would meet out in certain, you know, bigger collective venues like nightclub or something, mm. um, and then sort of getting to know them. 
and then they had other friends that were a little bit more mindful and then they had other friends that were even more mindful mm. and more conscious and then it was like slowly sort of like it, like i met that guy but i'm still with these guys and yeah. i caught up with that guy more and then now there's other people and then it slowly slowly grew into um, yeah like i have amazing friends mm. fuck that's wild like you hey thanks brother and it's funny <laughs> how we met actually it's it was um i was training at your old gym with cole doing some sprint sprint training for touch footy and um i was at the point where i was cracking through you know breaking through uh my old self stop drinking mm. i just started stop i played around with stop drinking and changing you know instead of going out partying i was like using touch footy as an excuse going, no, no, I'm not going to drink because I want to wait till state champs. Mm. And yeah, mm. you know, we just touched base there, right? Eh? I think it was. And then I finished yeah. up and then, yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. We're all, we're all intertwined in the sense. And the exact same. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. So I, you know, I was, I was at my gym and I met one person, you, mm. And then sort of, you know, you grew and then I sort of, we stay connected and yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how, how it all, it all works and all pans out. We'll we'll look back in five years and go, fuck, what a journey. Hey, and then (laughs) 10 years and then it's just, it's, it's a constant process of personal growth that you're in, you're, you're proud of that you, you're just, you're, you're really proud of, hey, that you've made that decision. Looking back, man. Yeah. Good, good, good to reflect. Because I tell you, like talking about friend group. If if I didn't change and if you didn't change, you wouldn't get to experience new and exciting things and people and environments. So, like, the people that I, I, I chat with now is because I have changed my environment that puts me in that environment and it mm. makes me accessible to that environment. Like, podcasting, I so many friggin' diverse conversations, so many wild people that I would have that I simply... You know, my curiosity wouldn't have even touched if I didn't break free of that old environment. And it's mm-hmm. really, Big time, man. it really does. Like if you talk about it in sense of vibration or whatever, as you change, your environment changes. As your environment changes, you grow, right? You just get, <laughs> you access new shades of sun, um, new pieces of light, whatever. But, you know, if you look at this answer to this question, you know, people listening, you've listened to all the other interviews. And as I said that, the clock ticked over to one, 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 five ones. You know, you look at, um, even if you believe in numerology, even if you don't, mm. it doesn't matter. But the essence of this is you will change. Your friend group will change. But if you come back around, you end up accepting, like I think you start despising that old friend group. You just go, fuck that shit. Like, I'm better than you. I can do better than you. (laughs) You're like, this is not serving me. And not everyone, don't get me wrong. This is me. And then you come Mm. around and you just realize that, oh, I get where they're at. Like, I can see I missed the point. Yeah, it makes sense now. (laughs) Would you agree, bro? Well, bro, 100%. I I probably wasn't as harsh as you. I didn't say, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) But I I said it, I was was more like, oh, man, these guys no longer serve me. And, 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 um, and I can't be keep, I can't keep hanging around with them. They're, they're low vibes, squishing my vibes every time I raise it. And then when I come around, I was like, oh, man, I need to love these guys because they're only acting out of their own experiences, experiences and all sorts. It's a good way to put it, bro. (laughs) 
It's a good way to put it. So what we've got two questions left. This one is what part of your conscious journey are you most grateful for? Um, man, it would have to be being able to love more. Mm. Like finding deeper love and 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 mm. and meaning and and uh, appreciation and gratitude and and all things like if if I sat in the same shoes with the with the different level of consciousness, I wouldn't with that lower level of consciousness, I wouldn't have appreciated and loved everything much. Man, I'll go out and I'll just fall in love with the sunset and I'll go to the beach and I'm like, man, this is so this is so good. Mm. And people, man, like, man, that guy's a really fucking good person, man. <laughs> <laughs> And you, and 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 you do that without being on pills too, because yeah, exactly. You don't need the, you don't need the money for that, man. <laughs> you know, and I say that because that's what you get from that. Eh? you get like that extreme love and 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 it's from drugs. When you're on drugs, party drugs, whatever it is, you go, oh, I love you, bro. I love you so much. I want to hug you. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you say all the great things about them, but then when you're like, especially man, when you when you're sober, you go like, oh, don't, <laughs> oh, don't hug shit. me, bro. Don't hug me. Did I say that? <laughs> Um, and then what you're saying is that you get that from the journey. You get it's a product. It's not a it's not a pill. It's a product of your journey. You love more. Fuck, that is powerful, man. That is fucking powerful. Last question, brother. What's one tip you would give your old self, young Hemi, who was just starting this journey? Always and forever. Mm. Hey, what's going on, bro? You you just cut out there again. You might have to repeat it. So the advice that I'll give to my um, old self would be just that that you are loved, mm. that you are loved, you are always loved, and you will always be loved, and that you are on this journey um, divinely. That it's it's all meant to be the way that it's meant to be, and just accept it, go along for the ride, and and we'll meet soon. Mm, <laughs> we'll, meet, we'll meet soon. That's fucking beautiful, man. It's been a pleasure interviewing you, brother, and hearing your journey. And thank you very much for giving me your time and sharing your story. Thank you, brother. Honored to be on this. Yeah, man. It's going to be powerful. And uh, when I get back to Perth, we'll, we'll uh, go and do some fucking nature shit. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, brother. Man, can't wait, can't wait. Awesome, brother. And thank you to everyone for listening to this, whether you're watching on YouTube or or Spotify or whatever podcast app you're on. But appreciate you tuning in. Do us all a favor and share this. This is going to be the pill of change. Thank you very much. Woke man, bring love and just be. I got love in my eyes, bro, I can't see. I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be. Wokeness is taking my old self away. Yeah, I put love into me. I'm spreading that love, yo, don't you see? Grab your cacao and drink it with me. Cause wokeness is taking my old self away. Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man. Wokey woke man, bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be